So I'd like to introduce to you Barbara Ann Lewis. She's from Tear Fund. Uh, Barbara Ann has been with Tear Fund for about two and a half years now. She's also got a Master's in International Development and Aid, and she likes to run. <laughs> so <laughs> I wish I did. So thank you so much, Barbara, for coming to be with us. So I thought we'd just do an interview style. Barbara Ann has some slides, and then you can be brought up to date with what our peace plan partner, what is happening in northern Sri Lanka with our kids' clubs. So without any more ado, let me pose some questions to you, Barbara. I thought this would be a good way of just making it interesting that we can learn more about what is happening. Okay, our peace plan partner in northern Sri Lanka is Selena Kumar. She is works for World Concerns. She's the director. So Barbara Ann went and visited her just a little while ago, and we're going to talk about some her experience there. So Barbara, tell us what brought about your second trip up to northern Sri Lanka. Tell us about the kids' clubs. Yeah, thanks for having me here again. This is great to, great to be here. Um, so as part of my role as a program specialist at Tear Fund, I visit our uh, partners' projects um, in a few different countries, and Sri Lanka is um, one of the countries I go to on a regular basis. So what I do is just go and monitor the progress of their project. But I also find this time is a really great time to encourage our partners' work there. We just really acknowledge just the amazing changes that they're facilitating in their communities. And I know that your support as a church has just so encouraged the space team. They just, yeah, they know about you and they just, yeah, they just really feel your backing behind them. It's really important. So this trip I coincided um, with the annual peace walk that the children do every year in um, the northern Sri Lanka, all run by the, um, the space team. So over 3,500 children marched this year. They had the chief minister attend. He is uh, really high up in the provincial government in northern Sri Lanka. So it was just such a special time for the children to have someone come and address them um, about their concerns. Unfortunately, it did rain on the day. So the space team were trying to get all the kids back on the buses because these massive black rain clouds were, were like approaching on us. But the, the children just flat out refused. They demanded this is their right to walk. So they were going to do it whether it was going to rain or not. So we started them off early and got them along quickly along the road. Um, and so we managed to get to the stadium, get them undercover before it just bucketed down. But it just didn't t- take away from any of their excitement. They were just still, just, they just loved it. They just loved the day. And it's just so significant for them to be able to have the opportunity to voice their concerns in their community, to raise awareness of the importance of education for them, to be protected from trafficking, from child abuse and child labour. And it's also a real wonderful time because there's children of different ethnic groups and castes and it's just a time when they can just come together and it just really brokers peace with the children. 
And yeah, it's just, just a wonderful day. Just the energy and excitement is it's just contagious. Cool. Just another question. What were your, when you arrived up at the children's clubs, what were your first impressions of these clubs? So, what was that? <laughs> Sorry, this wasn't a That's question all right. on the list. Oh, that wasn't a question on the list? <laughs> Threw you on the Okay, bed. okay. <laughs> Don't worry. We can always go to plan B here, right? Okay. But, no, I can answer that. So. Okay, can you answer that one? Yeah, just yeah, that'll be great. What were your first impressions? Yeah, so my <laughs> first impressions of the of the clubs um, when I arrived. So I've got to visit a few of them with the staff. Um, yeah, so the children are just yeah, they just love going. They just love the activities that they get to do. They get to connect with each other. They um, they just they love um, the drawing activities. You'll see um, boys and girls like all drawing together in these different groups, doing all these craft activities. Um, when you talk to them and you ask them, "What are you learning in the clubs?" They can tell you, you know, child labour is bad, and you know we stand up for our rights. And they knew why they were marching that day. Um, there was just, yeah, they love playing games. I taught them uh, Duck, Duck, Goose. So I don't know if you've played that. And, yeah, they just had a lot of fun. They just, yeah. And then they taught me a game, uh, which was um, you had to grab this branch in the middle and you kind of tagged off and, yeah, it was, yeah, it was such a fun game. Yeah, and they just loved that adults will get involved with them and play with them. So, yeah, that was, yeah, it was a great time. Cool. Thank you, Barbara. Sorry about that. <laughs> I promise I haven't thrown any more in. Okay. What would be the most positive aspect of these clubs in regards to the lives of these children? Yeah, so like I said before, the, the connection, that they get to come together in a healthy, fun and safe place and also that they're accounted for and protected. So... So one of the clubs that I visited had been running for about nine months and it's if you think of the Malatibu district, so the Civil War just ended six years ago. Their families are rebuilding their lives. They've, most of them were internally displaced during the war, so the communities were totally shattered, broken up. They lost multiple family members and their friends uh, during this time. And this one community that I went to, uh, the prostitution rates were really high. And so there's just a lot of, um, I guess, negative coping mechanisms like come into, into play into these communities as you know, they've lost their livelihoods, their jobs. Um, and so children are exposed to a lot of these things. So this is why they thought we had to set up a club in this community. And so in this community, I met uh, Sarandra, uh, this, this boy up here. And when I, I asked him, you know, what was your life before, you know, like before you started coming to the children's club? And he said he would go to school, but then he would go home, and then he would just stay there. He didn't know any other children in his community. And this was because it would be just totally broken up. They, you know, a lot of distrust as well would be going on. And now that he could come to this children's club, he was the president of the club, and he said he loved drawing with his friends, and also just learning about how to protect their rights as well. And so, yeah, the photo that he drew was um, around um, being united and going to school. 
And so what was so significant about this was just that this is a community full of um, ethnic and caste tensions. So a lot of um, Indian migrant labourers also live in this community and they're discriminated against. And so, yeah, I just really loved um, the the positivity that was coming through from this, this child's painting. And they don't always start out like this, so they do a lot of art therapy. And in one children's club, I was going through the, the pile, and they had, the counsellor had told me, if you see any that are a lot of red and, like, dark and, like, just, you know, things that are happening in the painting. And it just really came through, because a lot of them are really positive, and then you would just come to one that was just all red and black. And, and so they will pick those out of the pile and... Um, go and do individual counselling with the child just to find out how they are. There's a lot of post-traumatic stress um, after the war, and so that's what um, the space team can, can help with. Cool. Thank you. Just over there is an example of a, one of the children's paintings. I think it's kind of cool. They painted the children sitting inside the church, so that's an example of what some of the kids' work do. Next... Uh, so, this is a, a really important question that possibly many of us are wanting to know out here. Do you think there has been progress made in re- reducing child sex trafficking through these clubs? I definitely think the vulnerability to um, child sex trafficking has been reduced. So, there's a lot of awareness raised within the clubs. So, the children are aware, their parents are aware of the dangers of trafficking. They're also, all the children that are registered are accounted for. So if they don't turn up to a club meeting, they'll be followed up. Uh, They also have a child hotline, which space um, run. And so this is advertised within all the communities um, and in the clubs, so they all know the number to ring. Um, Another girl that I met at the same um, children's club as Sarandra uh, was Sasi Kala. And so before she started coming to the children's club, she would go to her um, friend's house after school to watch films. And she said she never did her homework. And, and this is an uh, area which I mentioned before is really high in prostitution. And so um, those who are associated with sex workers, it, just, um, it really increases the chances of being um, trafficked. Also, low educational attainment is also another vulnerability factor, especially for girls. So the fact that now she was telling me that she comes to the club, she's starting to form really good habits, she's going to school regularly, she's doing her homework, and she's getting to participate in these other activities. Like, she just loves to draw as well. I think it's one of their favourite activities. They don't, they don't have crayons and all that at home, and so when you put these crayons in front of them and some paper, yeah, they just, they just love sitting there and, um, yeah, they just do fantastic drawings. So I just really think that um, Sassy Carla is just one example of a girl whose vulnerability has been significantly reduced because of the children's clubs. Cool. Um, Barbara, you mentioned last time about the state of the church up there around by the children's clubs. You were telling us how the children, unfortunately, in some churches were not allowed to enter into the building due to their caste status. Any news on how the local churches are responding now to the needs of children and families? 
So Selena, who's the country director of World Concern and runs the space um, project, she's on the board of her church. She's done a lot of um, work around developing child protection policies, raising awareness within her church. She's also used the network she has um, within the church and within pastors. So there was a, a child a few years ago that was trafficked to another district and through the, her network, she was able to get hold of a pastor in another district and who located the child, and the child was, was returned really quickly to the family. And so this wouldn't have happened without that network uh, within the church. Uh, other churches are much slower to change. So the example yeah, I gave last time of the discrimination in the caste. So, I mean, that still does, that is still occurring. But the space team is committed just to keep working with these churches, encouraging them just to reach out to the communities regardless of, of caste. So, yeah, it, just, it will be a slow progression. But, yeah, they're, they're there working within their own churches to, to see this change happen. Cool. That's great. Often change takes a while, doesn't it? It doesn't happen overnight. I'm one of these persons. You want change to happen quickly? <laughs> anyway, our last and final question, which we would like to know here, is how has our giving as a church made a difference to these children? Yeah, your support as a church has made a huge difference. So they wouldn't have a space team without your support. So Selena was able to retain all her staff. She was also able to bring on a full-time counsellor and a legal advisor. So with uh, these resources, with these human resources, they've increased the children's clubs from 40 to 69. So they're now serving over 3,000 children through the Malatevu district. Also, 96 children were put back in school with some educational support, and 36 of these children were withdrawn from child labour and put back into school. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, really huge um, privilege to be able to partner with you. And, and this is why they just, they love your church and they know that it's because of your church that there is still a space program. And one of the, the staff members, um, Daruka, I'd just like to introduce you, just a short video clip. I just took it on my phone when I was there. So, yeah, it's not the best quality, but I just wanted her to be able to introduce herself. So she is in charge of the children's clubs and the volunteers. And, yeah, I'll, just, I'll show you the short clip of Daruka. She has a beautiful smile, right? <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, uh, Barbara. And it's just awesome to have you go up there, see it firsthand, and we, like, get the eyewitness point of view with, with you coming back. So thank you so much. But in wrapping up, I just wanted to mention, I know we were throwing out the word space, in case you're a bit in the cloud, space is just a space for children to be, to be safe, to be e- educated, so they can do those activities, they can learn how to keep themselves safe. I was wondering what space meant, so you might be in the dark just as much as I was. Just in the wider picture, as we finish up our peace plan morning, Selena's actual passion, yes, it's the children's clubs, but it's actually bigger than that. She has this huge vision of reconciliation for northern and southern Sri Lanka. 
and you can think, my goodness, <laughs> how is she going to pull that off? You know, you want to reconcile countries after a war, a 20-somewhat year war that ended in 2009. It's a big ask. But this woman, that's the capital of her vision. Well, she can do it because the peace plan stands for peace. And what we believe in Christians is actually the peace of reconciliation, the peace that reconciliation with God brings, the peace of reconciliation with one another. Christianity, what, what, when we believe that God has forgiven us, we can forgive others. So it's not built on a wishy-washy platform. Well, I forgive you because then I don't have these hurt feelings for the rest of my life. You can forgive because of the cross of Christ. You know, we demand that justice is done, right? Well, through the reconciliation and the repentance of the gospel, justice is done. God's justice is done as he forgives me. I have justice done because, because I can forgive you through Christ. So she's really hoping that through the churches, although their, their ministry to the churches is not their first priority, aid is, she realises that one of the big hopes of reconciliation is to work through the local church. So the church in Sri Lanka does need our prayers. Pray for the children. Pray for Selena with this enormous vision that that she has. So you may ask the question, well, how can I give? What can I do? Well, the Apostle Paul gives us some wonderful counsel. He says that when we give through our giving, and I'll just quote this, this verse, others are not to be eased and you burdened, but that there may be equality. Your abundance at this present, at this present time should supply their want. So may I suggest that if you, as you've listened to this presentation of Barbara's, you may think, well, what would I want? Do I want my children to be safe from exploitation, worker exploitation, trafficking? Well, probably many of us would say, of course we would. <laughs> then the Apostle Paul says a few other things. He says, each of you must do as he has made up his mind to do, not under compulsion, not because somebody demanded it of you. God loves a willing and cheerful giver. Who loves their kids to give cheerfully? I do. Forget it if you don't want to give me anything. Just don't worry about it. So that's the same heart and attitude. We give with our minds. We give thoughtfully. We actually think about it. Not, not as an exaction or because you're forced to. So possibly you may want to think as a family or just your circle of friends, as, as you and your spouse... As an individual, think about this vision. You know, this is an amazing vision to restore the lives of children. And I know Tear Fund, as soon as they're done, they will be out of there. They will hand over the reins to the community so they can do it on their own. At the moment, they need a bit of a hand up. So that's where we come in. So possibly, if you wish to give, you can give at any time, actually. There's no special time. You can think and you can pray and you can give. As in, On our church envelopes, there is the, our ASB church account. You can give through that online. It's very, very easy. So once again, thank you, Barbara Ann, for just coming, 
she only just got off the plane from Fiji yesterday. She's been where with sorting out and assisting with Cyclone Winston. So I want to thank her because that's a big ordeal. She probably is really tired. But that's the passion of her heart. I know she's a passionate person. I love having coffee with her and hearing about her passion, not only for the children, but for the work that she does. So thank you. We appreciate knowing that we have a first-hand uh, point of view, that you're up there, you're our eyes, you're our ears, and we can be behind you in the way that we would love. So thank you, Barbara Ann. Let's just give her a hand. Thank you. Okay. So I'll just pass it on to Ben and the team. Thank you very much. Yeah.